Hello there all you kaiju fans, this is Travis. I am coming at you at the beginning of this special bonus episode, our second for the month of April, to let you know that the uh, recordings that you are about to listen to are the interviews that I did for Pensacon back at the end of February, beginning of March. Um, I got to interview Matt Frank, I've mentioned it multiple times because I was just so excited to be able to interview um, Matt Frank and uh, got to talk to him for a good bit. And so I recorded just like a short, I, I think it's not even 10 minutes long, uh, interview with him uh, at Pensacon. So you'll hear some background noise, but that's just because we were at the con at the time. And I also have an interview with Mark Maddox, and I mentioned him on the podcast before, but he is an amazing artist who works on a lot of horror magazines and horror movies, um, doing like Blu-ray covers and things like that, doing artwork for that. Um, he's an amazing artist. Both of them are, if you don't know who they are, go look up uh, their social medias. I will include some of their social medias and some of their uh, links in the show notes, but here are the interviews that I did with them at Pensacon, and I'm sorry it's taken so long to get them uploaded, but I was kind of bouncing around ideas on how to upload these interviews, so hope you enjoy them. I'll see you guys in the next episode. <laughs> So uh, I'm here with Matt Frank, who is a well-known artist in the kaiju community, and we are at Pensacon in Pensacola, Florida. And so I just want to do a quick interview with uh, Mr. Frank, <laughs> with Matt, and uh, and uh, talk to you a little bit about um, kaiju and your love for kaiju. And first of all, I wanted to congratulate you on the work that you did with Gamera and the set. The, the new Blu-ray set from Arrow, yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks amazing. Well, I, I really appreciate that. I, I really busted my hump on that one. Uh, and, and I mean, the thing is, it's so funny. People are like, oh my gosh, it looks so amazing. It looks so amazing. And I'm like, well, I appreciate that, but like, y'all ain't seen nothing yet. Because yeah. it's like, it's not just, because all it's really been shown up to this point is the main cover and... Um, I've shown two pieces of artwork, which uh, both of which premiered on Sci-Fi Japan, which are um, the Avant Gamera from uh, Gamera the Brave and the uh, Gauss from the original Showa Gauss. I actually have done to the, at this point, I've done twenty six pieces of art for uh, the set and I'm actually working on a 27th right now um, because they were like they kind of were like last minute like oh crap we need one more piece of art and I'm like ah so I'm gonna see what I can do about that I've I got something in mind that I think will be really fun um, in addition to that of course you know it's including a bunch of other crap but uh, yeah yeah but thank you very much I'm very excited about it. yeah well I, I also wanted to um, ask you because I know you've worked on so many different kaiju over the years uh, especially the Godzilla comic and now with Gamera and everything yeah but I don't think I've ever heard you mention what is your favorite daikaiju I mean, my, my usual go-tos are Godzilla is my number one, my first love. Uh, 
let's see, uh, Kong comes in pretty close second as an overall character simply because I love the power fantasy that Kong represents. It's a little more, it's a little easier to put yourself in Kong's shoes, his big hairy knuckled shoes. Um, and on top of that, um, uh, of course I love Gamera specifically because I think Gamera fits the mold of the hero kaiju better than just about any other kaiju. Right. But I'm going to say uh, Varan the Unbelievable has always been... Wow. I actually have a small Varan shrine at home. Oh, nice. Uh, because I've... Um, not just because I love the character, but because I, in the last couple of years, I've actually become friends with the suit maker who okay. made Varan, uh, Keizo Morase, who's a very sweet old man. He's, hey, God, I think he's 86 or something. Uh, he, he not only did he build the suit for Varan, he built, the, he, he built and supervised building the suits for and props for the original Mothra, the original Toho Kong, Daimajin, Baragon, Titanosaurus, the Heisei King Ghidorah, the Heisei Mothra. Oh, wow. He's just a prolific, prolific talent, and uh, I now have a small shrine of Varan stuff signed by him, including my Trend Masters Varan from, uh, uh, that I bought, like, God, like 10, 15, 20 years ago. That was a good get. I can imagine oh, yeah. that was very rare because I don't even remember a Trendmaster Varan. Well, it was not available in uh, retail stores. It was, uh, or it was, it was very limited uh, retail availability, and it sort of became a uh, goal. The Varan, Baragon, and Megalon uh, figures were sort of um, holy grails for Trendmaster collectors, and oh, I was very okay. fortunate that I was able to get all of them. Can I get anything for um, you guys? Um, I think. Okay, um, should have water, so should have several bottles of water down here, so we're good. All right, no problem. Thank you. All right, so, uh, yeah, that's it. Okay, um, well, I, now knowing how many different daikaiju that you've worked on and knowing now what your favorite one is, is there one that you haven't drawn yet uh, professionally that you would like to? Uh, professionally is a good question. <laughs> um, hey, guys, I'm just doing a little interview oh, here, yeah, but feel free, keep, uh, feel free to keep, feel free to browse. Um, Let's see. Um, professionally, professionally, it's hard to say because I actually have done so many of them professionally. Right, yeah. I'd love to do something Kong related professionally because okay. I haven't done any uh, official Kong right. st uh, stuff, a Kong stuff in like an official capacity. So that would be pretty high on my personal list. Okay. Um, aside from that, um, yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, I always just I always want to do kaiju stuff because you always wind up drawing a monster that you've never drawn before. So right, yeah. yeah, but Kong would be pretty high on that list. Okay, and just one last question because I know you're busy, so I don't want to take up too much of your time. Oh, good man, thank you. Um, but one last question is, um, what is it about the tokusatsu, the kaiju uh, genre that keeps you coming back for more that you just can't get enough of? Hmm. Well, for me, I think it has a lot to do with the simple fact that this, while this was a major part of my childhood, a lot of people tend to ask me like, oh, so as you got older, did it sort of wane? Did you sort of like, did, as, as your passion like dulled a little bit? And it's like, no, it became this rabbit hole that I started going down and learned more about it, not just about the genre and the characters and everything, but about the craft of tokusatsu and this handmade quality to it that is really dying in film nowadays. Uh, the American film industry has been actively trying to cut out practical effects. Uh, and of course, the, um, the, the common parlance is like, oh, well, CGI looks more realistic. It doesn't. 
Uh, it's right. their cartoons. Yeah. Uh, the reason why is because uh, uh, CG artists aren't unionized, so they're right. easier to uh, get longer hours out of for less money. Yeah. And the other reason, and the, and the other unfortunate thing is that the Japanese now, they really want films that will compete internationally, so they want to have their films look more like American films, so right. they want to put more CG into their movies, but they don't have the sheer volume of money right. it requires to make these Hollywood-level yeah. films. So, so I've been telling just about every person in Japan that will listen, y'all need to be doing tokusatsu and y'all need to do it better than any, because you don't do, and no one else in the world does this. Right. Y'all need to do it and you need to be the best at it. But what do I know? I'm just some dude from Texas, so. <laughs> well, well, thank you so much for that interview. Sure, thank you, sir. I don't want to take up too much of your time because I know That's you're busy. Right. So, so I'm here at Pensacon. A, uh, convention here at Pensacola, Florida, and I am interviewing uh, Mr. Mark Maddox, who is a fantastic monster artist who's done a lot of great work on different magazines and everything. In fact, why am I even going to introduce you? Let you introduce yourself. <laughs> Hi, Ma. Anyway, hi, this is Mark Maddox. Uh, yeah, I mean, and I've, I've been talking to you, and we've both been talking about how you guys love to talk about monsters, lots of monsters, especially giant monsters. So let me go ahead and tell you my first monster movie outside of the Tangler, which is not a giant monster. But the first one I ever remember seeing as a real little kid was the Black Scorpion, which I absolutely loved. And it was so wild to see these scorpions attacking trains and pulling telephone linemen off of telephone poles and then invading Mexico City and, and all that. And I loved the animation. Um, it was probably about four or five years after that I saw one of the greatest films of all time. If some people think it's the greatest. King Kong, which amazed me when I first saw it and still amazes me to this day. And there's something about giant monsters I love. Um, probably, well, I mean, I love the regular size Frankenstein Dracula Wolfman too, but I love the giant monsters, um, things like Tarantula, uh, even more obscure ones like Monolith Monsters and stuff, uh, where technically it's not even, you're not even sure if you're really looking at a living creature. You're right. looking. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think they're wonderful and they're very inventive. And I wish that we would see more, more of that today. Using today's um, film film abilities and things like that, I wish we still had a uh, an ongoing niche for that. It seems to be right. you know now it's uh, you know family mental issue horror and stuff yeah. like that. So anyway, yeah, and it seems like even with like the Japanese tokusatsu, they're leaning more towards introducing a lot of the CG and stuff instead of the practical effects. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it seems it's a little sad that that's kind of a dying art, but but I would love those ones. Now you've worked on a lot of um, Blu-ray covers and stuff like that for different monster movies. Right. Um, right. So what what has been your favorite monster that you've worked on so far? Oh boy, really, <laughs> really, dude. I don't know. That's a that's like a wild question. Um, I'll tell you. There, there's no way to answer that one. I'll tell you one thing though that did happen this last last two or three months that was pretty amazing to me. And I don't know if I told you this when we before the thing was going. In 1969, there was a preview for science fiction theater coming on. I lived when I lived in South Dakota, and it was coming on. And they said next week we're going to be showing Evil of Frankenstein, and I had never seen a, an actual Frankenstein movie. I'd oh, seen wow. pictures of Frankenstein monsters and stuff. Anyway, the preview comes on, and Peter Cushing's standing there, and this monster comes through the door with a wrought iron bar and starts trying to kill him with it. And Peter Cushing grabs a lamp and, you know, in his usual zesty way, and cranks up the flame on the lamp, and he's putting it in the monster's face to get it to go away. And I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. Oh my God, I can only wait till what? Next week. So almost 50 years later, 
to the month, I did the cover for the Blu-ray, the restored Blu-ray, and it was that exact scene I put on the cover. Oh wow! That's Almost fantastic. it was it was in it was in '69. I saw that preview. It was in 2019 that I did the that I did the cover for uh, wow. Shout Factory. So nice. Scream, Shout slash Scream Factory. Right. But anyway, so I just like and I said, there's no other. I didn't send them multiple sketches. Oh, well, how about this cover? I was like, this is what I'm doing. Right. And they never even they're like, yeah, that's great. Let's yeah. let's go with it. So. That's that's one, but there's so many monster movies I love. I mean, the Universal films, the Hammer films, and all the other kind of things, TV movies, The Night Stalker, Frankenstein, The True Story. So, yeah, I mean, I'm all over the place. I'm very eclectic with yeah, it. Yeah, I understand that. So that's, a, that's an excellent scene. I'm picturing the scene in my head that yeah. I haven't seen the Blu-ray yet, so i got to go look up the Blu-ray now. I'm sure it'll look it. real good. I haven't gotten – I'll get my copies once they distribute them. Right, yeah yeah. yeah. yeah, that's excellent. So since you have done so much art for different – you know, even, even just for commissions and things like that, you've done art for different monsters. So what is a monster that you haven't done – something on a piece on that you would like to do oh, probably. There's, there's so many things I can even run to television shows something from Outer Limits heck something from Irwin Allen you know uh, um, uh, Harry Housen monsters I've done some I've always wanted to really uh, one of the commit either a commission or I'm just gonna do it is the uh, crab attack scene from Mysterious Island I think oh, that's one I of the greatest one I wanted to do the um, the Kali sword fight scene from Golden Voyage of Sinbad. So there's there's just so much stuff. It's nuts. It's yeah. great. I want to do more artwork from King Kong. I actually, I don't know if it's my favorite scene in the movie because there's so many great scenes in King Kong. But one of them I love doesn't even have Kong in it, and it's when they're first you know going through the Great Wall, and that Steracosaurus or Stegosaurus mm. charges them. Oh yeah! I thought that was an absolutely brilliant. I, I always ooh, my favorite part. Yeah. And I love it. The whole movie's fantastic, though. So yeah, I mean, it's just it's one of those. You're not going to get one answer out of me with oh. all this. It's just yeah. too, all over the place. Well, just just hearing you talk about the Harry House, and I know it's down your booth. You have a piece that's the Valley of Guanji. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah, it looks excellent. Yeah. It looks excellent. If and I... once again, another one I like to do when you when you uh, first Men in the Moon. I'd love to do something oh, from nice. that movie as well. That is I love one. all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know Harry House is one of my favorite. We've actually on the podcast covered a few Harry House movies already. Cool. We're kind of going through in chronological order all of his movies. Okay. So uh, we're up to um, uh, 20 million miles to Earth. I think that's the next one that we're going to be doing. Yeah, just watched that one again about three months ago. Watched the Blu-ray again. I love the Yimmer. That was another thing, too. I want to do a Yimmer, 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 whatever the heck you call it. Yimmer. I go Yimmer. So anyway, yeah, I want to do that as well. Yeah, well, you are an excellent artist. I would love for people who are not familiar with your work to be able to find you and find your work out there. So is there anywhere that listeners to my podcast can you know, look for and look for you. Um, I've got a, a website. It's a little dusty, though. I don't update it very much. It's uh, uh, Maddox Planet, M-A-D-D-O-X Planet.com. It's all one word, MaddoxPlanet.com. But I have a tendency to hang on more around Facebook because of the immediacy of it. Oh, okay. People can sort of like, you know, I mean, uh, last week I, I did a Bionic Woman cover and I threw it up there and you get an immediate uh, response back. And then just a few days before that, I did a, a Creature from the Black Lagoon cover and you get the response. And then uh, the other day, some pencil drawings I was doing. So there's a, there's more back and forth and there's more play. And you can write me and go, hey, Maddox, you stink. <laughs> but there's that. And I, I'm not on Instagram yet, but I've got a lot of friends going just man get on Instagram so 
I'll probably yeah. be doing that soon. But I'm the Mark Maddox. If you decide to keep an eye on my Facebook page, I'm the guy that lives in Tallahassee, Florida, right now. So okay. that's that's the that's yeah. it. So yeah, because my podcast appeal, yeah, you know, we're trying to appeal to people who are longtime monster fans, but also new. Sure. So anybody who's not familiar with your work, I wanted to give them a place to go and look for your work and stuff. And I love you're speaking my language. Lindsay Wagner was one of my favorite uh, um, people growing like actresses growing up. Yeah, what well, I was amazed. I got a message this morning. Lindsay Wagner saw my cover and reposted it on her on oh, herself, nice. and I'm like, okay, good. You yeah. know, that's she cool. She was one of my early celebrity crushes. Oh, I love so the I'll, whole yeah, but the Bionic stuff. I loved it. I, I still think that the uh, original Six Million Dollar Man uh, pilot movie mm-hmm. was a pretty tremendous thing. If you watch it, it's a little darker than the, and the Bionics aren't as as, as easy. Yeah. It's it's a little bit more like it's more it's more like he's got a power tool on his arm rather than. You know, because you think of it, sometimes some of the stuff they do, it would crush their regular right. organs, what they're doing. But it, it, it was it was a really, really good film. And there's, you know, I, I, you know nothing makes me more happy than seeing a Sasquatch chasing chase Steve Austin with a busted tree trunk. Right, you know, it's like, exactly. okay, life is good. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Those are some great things. Well, yeah. I don't want to keep you too long because I know that you've got your booth and you're busy and we're, we're here at Pensacon. It's a busy time. But um, just one last question. What do you think it is about these monster movies that keeps people coming back for more? You know, I, I think it's like we all run down certain rabbit holes or certain things that we all love in life. I mean, I've got friends that are race car fans. I've got friends that are sports fans. There's something with us that clicks with the imagination of it, uh, especially when it's a really good film and the quality of it. And it's like this somehow when I, I got into it, it's like, this is me. I don't know why um, I just ran toward it. It was like, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like something you really, it, it strikes a certain chord with certain people. I know people that go, that horror films or science fiction movies or whatever, you know, and it's just, it's just us. It's, yeah. it's who we are. Our brain, our brain pattern setup was ready for it. And when we got to it, it's like, okay, I'm here. I like this. Yeah, that's exactly me and my co-host on the podcast where we just reviewed The Giant Claw. And we said there's something about this movie that you would think any other time it would just be forgotten and nobody would remember it. But something about this movie just keeps people coming back for more. And it's just like you said, it clicks with certain people. And think about this too. The movies that are getting mostly restored and being asked to be bought up and stuff are the monster movies. I'm not trying to say that they're below or anything, but there's a, like a lot of Humphrey Bogart movies that aren't restored yet. Right, there's a yeah. bunch of super classics from the Hollywood's Golden Age that aren't restored yet. Because while there are a lot of fans of it, there's not this rabid intensity. That, I mean, Al Adamson's awful Dracula versus Frankenstein right. has had multiple restorations right. already. There's Kirk Douglas movies that are just uh, sitting there saying, hey, what about me? And it's right. like, no, i got to watch Giant Claw. i got to see the... That train that looks like a string of sausages get ripped <laughs> off the track exactly. by that puppet, you know. Yeah. So yeah, which I love giant claw too. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for this interview. I love talking to you, and I love that I love your work, and I love your enthusiasm for the monster movies. Well, thank you so much, Travis. I All appreciate right. it. All right. Cool.